Welcome to issue number 105 of the Talalay Talk podcast. I said issue because I'm talking comics and other geeky stuff. This is Casey. This is Chris. All right, guys. We got a faster episode today, so we got a lot of news we got to get through. Um, so let's start it off. Captain Marvel trailer, top of the top of the stack. What is- <laughs> That's it. Shrek. It is. It is top stack, bro. It is. It is. Our, our ever, our ever longing comic book movie, comic book, everything, top of the stack. That trailer was amazing. It was a good trailer. Yeah. Solid. It was fun. It was definitely 90s <laughs> with that Canadian blockbuster. <laughs> Should have been a family video, but that's okay. Nobody knew what family video was in the 90s. Well, you know what's super funny about that is like Stranger Things gets a family video. They went to that, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Anywho, um, yeah, it was was good. It was very well edited with her like falling down and like all the different phases through life. And obviously the de-aging was freaking insane on Samuel L. Jackson and Coulson. So... Um, yeah, you know, not too much, a little tease of Ronin, a little tease of the Skrulls. Um, it was good. It was, it was, it was a well-made teaser because as much as you got it, it was really a sizzle reel of, of shots, not too much about what's happening and all that. So I, uh, it was a good way to, to knock it out of the park. It's definitely, it's definitely interesting to see that, um, it's kind of like a like a Starman kind of thing where, I mean, she comes from this, you know, she comes from space, which I didn't really expect. I kind of was like, well, how are they going to really treat this? Seems like she has no idea about what where she really came from, which is a cool aspect to the movie to start with. Right? Like, is she? Yeah that that will be interesting how they they handle it. It's a little bit of the Kelly. Sue DeConnick uh, from 2012, 2015. I can't remember what that was, where she's the pilot and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's like a mix. It's like the mix between her origins origins, and then the newer origins. So um, I'm excited. I've read that, that newer stuff and really, really enjoyed it. Like I already liked her character to begin with. So they did a, it looks like they're doing a good job mixing the two worlds, as they should. Absolutely. Um, Brie Larson, kicking some ass. Super excited about it. Um, this is a little piece of just weird news, and I, I don't know if you caught up on this. It's a minor, minor spoiler for Iron Fist Season 2 if you haven't watched it, guys. Um, not that we don't riddle this podcast with spoilers, but in Episode 6, um, the Daughters of the Dragon, Colleen and Misty, end up going to... 42 Baxter, they visited an abandoned building, which I was like, and I, and I, I noticed it at that time, but I love that episode. So I just kind of like dismissed it. But did you, did you catch that? I did. I did. I thought that was pretty cool. I wonder if they were just, kind. I mean, yeah, it's a building. Like it's not like a really infringement on Fox or anything like that. But I thought that that was, uh, I thought that was kind of cool. There is no infringement anymore. Now there's not, but I mean, when they were filming it and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, even if they were filming it then, it still came out after. Right. Stated afterwards, so whatever. 
it's all all free game now. You know, it's it's good. Think the maker. Yeah. Think the maker. How far, um, how far are you in that show? Uh, we have one and a half episodes left. Yeah. It's, so it's all right. I hopefully watched, finish it tonight. It's funny because I just watched. Um, what did I watch on it yesterday? Kind of like I think I watched kind of like an honest trailer type kind of thing on it. Real quick, it was a um, just kind of a summary, and we can talk more about it after you watch the end. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because really, the end of that show is <laughs> is what got me. <laughs> so hurry up. <laughs> Almost there. Um, this was announced this morning. Disney streaming service is going to feature uh, Loki and Scarlet Witch TV shows. Um, this kind of answers our question as to what Disney's going to be doing with this streaming service to make it more competitive. Even though they did, you know, we talked about a couple episodes ago, they are going to come in at a lower price point than Netflix. But as of that time, we only really knew about the Star Wars streaming show. And yet Disney owns obviously all of their own Disney properties, but also Marvel and Star Wars and Indiana Jones and now Fox. So this is the first of the other branches of Disney that we're getting some confirmation as to what we're going to see. What do you think about this? Uh, um, okay. <laughs> it was just kind of, it's kind of like one of those things where you just get a kind of a question mark in your head. Uh, I, I have faith in what they do, I guess, mostly on TV. No, actually, no, not much faith, but, um, they just, uh, with Tom, Tom Hiddleston is, is, is super popular with Loki. So that's, that's cool, I guess. I don't know. Like, well, there's no confirmation that those actors are playing oh, there was, those characters. I thought that's what I just read. Maybe, maybe you did, and I didn't. Um, it's all that... actually no. It's still rumor. I'm sure. Okay. But, um. Yeah, it's just like where where do you place these shows? I guess my only question. <laughs> okay. Where do you place them? I mean, is it like Scarlet Witch and present time doing stuff? Or is it like Scarlet Witch? Is it like they develop, they get their powers from Von Strucker and then they get their powers for that, for Age of Ultron and that's it. So, I mean, it is a post, you know, when does the, when did this movie happen for Scarlet Witch? That's, that's the main question. Loki is kind of an easier thing to solve. You can do it really anytime. Um, yeah, let me. Actually, let me read this real quick. It mm-hmm. is they are rumored to be playing those characters with a heftier budget. Um, heftier than what? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like Agents of Shield, Iron Fist season one. You know, like is Scott Buck running these shows? Well, it says that Kevin Feige is expected to have an actor on their development. And yeah. each show will run six to eight episodes. That doesn't mean anything to me anymore. So it, we'll see. I mean, it's it's a weird, it's real, really weird news to be honest. That those I think two, it just makes sense. I guess so. Scarlet Witch. I'll I'll give you that. Scarlet Witch having her own show, um, does not make as much sense. It seems like she's pretty ingrained into 
the Avengers team. Uh, Loki can really take place at any time period. You know what I mean? It can all happen as a prequel to Infinity War with him going off and doing his own mischief antics. That makes sense to me. Um, but her, I, you know, we'll see how that whole thing shakes out. Who knows? Plus, Loki's dead. So it's like, I mean, people. Well, that's what I said, prequel. Or not, you know what I mean? Like, he comes back to life. You know, who knows? Weird. Well, he's a god. So right. if you if you believe in him enough, just like Freddy, he will come back. If you clap your hands. That's it. Um, and then finally, a little piece of Marvel news here. Venom is confirmed to have that PG-13 rating, which we all kind of figured. The reasoning that they said that is so that in the future, if he needs to interact with Spider-Man and show up in a Spider-Man movie, which is PG-13, that it will stay more true to the character. Um, I think that's a BS response. They're like, oh, the same way that Deadpool, like he can't just show up in an Avengers film being like he is. You're right. He can't, but he can still show up. You just don't cut people in half. You don't right. eat off someone's head if you're Venom. Venom isn't swearing at people. He's just gory. So you just don't do it or you do it off camera for that particular uh, setting. It's, yeah. it's dumb. It's so dumb. It's another reasoning of Sony being a piece of shit. Yeah, fuck that. Really, really f bomb. It is. It's that we're at uh, the know. point. the The point here is that you're trying to make this horror movie, this horror comic movie. They're saying, "Oh, it's doing something new that no other comic book movie has done." So it's it's so stupid. You're not going to give the real character at a PG-13. So, good good job, Sony. Good job. I mean, I will say like you can do a pretty scary horror movie at PG-13, i.e. Ring, like The Ring. That's a that's a pretty creepy ass movie. But yeah, creep factor, yes. It's not true to the Venom character being PG-13. Just like Deadpool wouldn't be true right. being PG-13 either. Wasn't that the point of this movie? Yes, it was. So, it's just about them getting a money grab because they know otherwise, without Spider-Man, they're not going to be able to sustain themselves. So, right, that was that's the point from the beginning. Pretty much. Um, like, what are you doing? Yeah, let's go on to uh, DC news. DC news. Uh, last week we you know, had that teeter-totter between is Cavill coming back as Superman? Uh, news outlets say no. Then WB doesn't really say yes. And then neither did, you know, I mean, it was a whole back and forth. So as you wrote, fake news. Yep. I mean, they pretty much, they pretty much said that was fake news. Like it was all fabricated. <laughs> that's, that's, pretty much what I'm getting out of everything here is that the internet ran rampant with something that wasn't official, as usual. Um, whether or not WB and Henry, Henry Cavill ever had a discussion, who knows? Um, but as usual in our society, fake news. 
actually happened for for once. So, I don't know. It's kind of... I just don't see why WB would ever let him go without a fight, without a hefty price tag attached to it. I'm going to counter that, though I agree. But I'm going to counter it because there's been no announcement of Man of Steel 2. Something that already worked, a character that they've put a lot of time and money and investment in, Mm. and yet... Out of all the things that you're going to announce, why wouldn't you just do Man of Steel 2? You're guaranteed to make money, and yet you're not doing it. So, yes, I completely agree with you. They shouldn't shit on him, and they shouldn't get rid of Cavill, but then why aren't you doing his own movie? Like, what, what rationale could you possibly have for not greenlighting a Man of Steel 2? That's what... that's. That's the only argument that I have against what you're saying, because I do agree with you, but it's yeah. like, you clearly don't like Superman. You fucking killed him when nobody yeah. was invested in him, and then you bring him back in a stupid way where there's, again, no investment, and you, you set up a kind of cool thing in Justice League when he came back, and he was more like the Superman that we all love, but then where is it from there? Yeah. So, that's it. I just, I don't know what the hell they... You, you know this. We don't know. All right, moving on. Uh, we got our first look at Joaquin Phoenix playing Joker, a.k.a. Arthur Fleck. And, you know, we like to say that it's not real until we see some set photos. And they released some high-quality set photos the other day. This wasn't a person on their iPhone. Like, this was production stills. So this movie is happening. Did they do a video? It was the video. Todd Phillips. That's his name, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he put it. He put it out uh, on social media yesterday. The video of those scenes. No noise. No audio track to it. But um, yeah, it's apparently it's real. What do you think? I saw your counter argument. Don't forget to tell his Facebook page to a couple of. uh, bickering fans there was no there was no counter argument it was um just well-placed pictures um which was from from the dark knight returns yeah no no i'm sorry from the killing joke sorry oh yeah yeah sorry um so i mean really the only origin that we've ever kind of gotten on the joker is that story which is always out of continuity which they've kind of made continuity um, to a certain extent, but I, I, I guess I guess we'll have to wait and see. <laughs> I well, don't that, those production photos clearly lend themselves to the Alan Moore comic. I mean, absolutely. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do a backstory, that's where you got to go, and you got to go with the Red Hood gang and all that stuff. So, yep. um, it's it, you know, it's most likely what what they've taken from, you know, as source material to a certain extent. And I, I don't know. I don't know what to even think about this movie until we watch it. So I don't want to go either way on it. You know? Can we, can we just speculate real quick? Yeah. Yeah. If we go into that route, yep. where does that go? Because. Are they doing the killing joke? You know what I mean? But we can't do the killing joke. 
I mean, it, can they do it to a certain extent? You know, like I don't think so because it's heavily. I mean, really, that Killing Joke is it's kind of a Commissioner Gordon and yeah. Joker story, and I don't think we're going to go that route. Especially now, there is Thomas Wayne. Brett Kellen has been cast as Thomas Wayne, so I, jeez, oh, you know what I mean? Like, I, I guess he's there in it. Exactly. That's weird, right? They're like. It's fine as long as they don't meet or something like that. It's I read that online. <laughs> it was a good comment. So. Right. So it's just uh, and how much older is the Joker than Batman? Um, He's because you'd assume timeless, huh? <laughs> I, the Joker is timeless. He is timeless, but you'd assume <laughs> that they got to be around close to the same age, maybe a ten year difference, yeah. but. Okay. Uh, do we see Batman in this movie? I guess that's my only question. Yeah, eventually. And will it be Ben Affleck? No, it'll be Suicide Squad Batman. Just an actor in a suit. Yeah. Okay. Stay tuned. More news. Uh, moving on. Elizabeth Tulock. I think that's how her name is. Uh, she was on Grimm. Um, she's cast as Lois Lane. You're saying in the Arrowverse, but more specifically to the crossover that we know that we're going to be seeing Superman and Lois. She'll be playing Lois. You don't like this. You don't like her character in Grimm. I never did. No. Okay. I don't know. She's not a bad actress, so she's not. She. I mean, she definitely looks like a Lois Lane type. So I mean, Amy Adams doesn't look like Lois Lane. Exactly. <laughs> like, but I still like her better. What we think, you know. Right. No, I get that. I mean, I'm just saying, like, she definitely looks the Lois Lane part. Um, and I can see her being pulling the role off. So I don't, you know, I don't care either way. I just, I was just kind of like, yeah, at the, at the casting. So whatever. It's the Arrowverse. They, they do things well. So I think that actress is older than the Superman. Maybe. You know, I not what I mean, whatever. I just right, just thinking about that. But um, maybe, yeah, we'll have to see. You know, it's it's hard <laughs> because people play roles and you love them, and then they play another role and you hate them in it. So it's just we'll see how it goes. Um, and then Cassandra Jean Amel, another Amel family member, will be playing Nora Fries, Nora Freeze in that CW crossover. Who's Cassandra Gina Mel? Is that his wife? I was going to ask that. I didn't, I was going to look that up. Um, I, maybe. Maybe he's uh, got another cousin. It's, yeah. Um, or getting, just getting work for his whole family. You know, it's, it's good. I guess she's been married to Stephen Mel since 2012. So, Yep. She's been in Mad Men. She's been in One Tree Hill. So she is an actress. She's, I'm looking at her IMDb. She's a steady actress. Um, so yeah, his wife is now going to be Nora Freeze. What, what is happening in this crossover? This is I great. Mean, Arrow great has thing. always been Batman, but this great is things. full Batman. <laughs> great things are going to happen in this crossover. Um, it's 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 time. Uh, they don't give a damn anymore. You know it's. It's time to just start bringing in all this Batman stuff because 
I, I don't know where, like, it's weird that Does Vermont... this show turn into the Batman <laughs> series that we've all been asking for? I mean, legit, like, do we get a spinoff like Flash, where the character is introduced and then gets its own show? We already know Batwoman does. Could right. Batman show up in this crossover and then get another Berlantiverse show? No. No. Why do you say that? Because, A, DC Universe exists, so if Batman's going anywhere, it's going to go on there, to be honest with you. It's not going to CW. Uh, they they're gonna just kind of tap dance around this whole thing as they always have. They are doing it more a little more intimately now. But uh, like I said, there's no there's no way they're gonna put one of the main the biggest character that should even deserves like an HBO type show um, is not ending up in the CW. Superman did. Now the question is, will he ever get a spin-off show? Probably not either. I don't know because you think about <coughs> uh, the adventures of Lois and Clark, which mm-hmm. was what? CBS, ABC? ABC probably. ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, so who knows? We just, we exist in a different time now with that because now we have DC Universe, like I said. So yeah. it's it's if you're going to do a show, it's going to end up on there. I mean... We have news. I mean, well, let's talk about DC. Let's fast forward. Let's fast forward to the the rumor. The rumor about oh, the. You want to go there? Yeah, let's just go there real quick because it's not okay. news. News, but I mean, here you have a movie like they. There's a rumor that there's supposed to be a Batgirl series headed headed towards the DCU. No official confirmation. No news. True news on this, but um, this is kind of what I'm saying is that these these heavy hitters that would either end up as a real movie do have probably more life or the chance of being on the streaming service. You know, again, I have to see production photos before I can believe that there's a Batgirl series coming to right anywhere, honestly, anywhere. Um, Especially since they're talking about Birds of Prey movie, they've been talking about a Batgirl movie. Why would a Batgirl TV series just suddenly exists you know maybe right. they just decided that's the way to go with it maybe it is but i could i mean i could see that i could see here's the thing as much as people wanted to shit on ruby rose as batwoman nobody said any bad things about seeing a batwoman show nobody was like i don't want to see this everyone was excited about the introduction of batwoman into oh, yeah. that world it was just the it was the actress choice so I could see. Um, I mean, I could see them going. Okay, let's do it. Let's let's this. This is our first bat thing, right? And it's just it's just assholes online saying that stuff to her. You know what I mean? It's like, well, you know, who cares? Most people, people, right? I know, but the point is, is like the flack that 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 she got is only because people are assholes about it. So it's like you and I were like, oh, this is cool. I thought that was a good casting. Mm-hmm. But then the internet opened its mouth as usual. You know, and it was, but as, as much as it was, like, it wasn't like the Kelly Marie Tran thing. It seemed to be a really small, oh uh, yeah, like way smaller, like group yeah. of people actually. That's Star it. Wars. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's pretty much what you're, you're right. It's not Star Wars. Star it's Wars the next, is. It's the next, it's the next worst thing. 
yeah. DC fans. Yeah, true. Um, streaming service. Let's talk about it. Streaming service launched. It launched on uh, December fifteenth, which is bad. Or December, September fifteenth. <laughs> Don't fast. A, do not fast forward so much. Batman Day. Um, it started off with like a like thirty five minute episode of um, of whatever DC Daily. Yeah. So you know that DC Daily is available on YouTube every day. That makes sense. They should do it. I I, I feel both ways about it. I do. I agree that yes, it should be available, just like the Star Wars show. I also was kind of like, you know, shouldn't what? this only be for me? Kind of like I can't even watch this on my Fire Stick, which we'll talk about in a second. And it's 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 out everywhere, so it's like it's fine because I actually really enjoy it. I thought I've watched it every day so far, and it's actually pretty well made. Um, and they're doing exactly what I think they should be doing with it. So kudos to them. Well, it's five minutes. Ten, ten minutes on some of them. Depends on some. Yeah. So well, it's I mean, between five. Gotta, exactly. I mean, really, it's like five minutes. And then it's like the spotlight, which they've been doing. Um, Isn't with, it a George Perez? George Perez. Yeah. Actually, it's a three-part series. So yeah. yesterday's episode is a second part with George Perez. And it's actually pretty amazing because um, I love George Perez. And I love hearing that history stuff. But yeah, the, the main part of the episode is very condensed. Uh, it's it, it talks a lot about the comics that are coming out for the week, which is cool. Uh, so yeah, I I thought that was a good a good start for DC Daily. They're, they're literally doing all the things that we wanted them to do. Yeah. Where we said, do it like the Star Wars show. Yeah. Condensed, talk to the creators, talk to the random people, like the costume designers, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm sure they'll get there. They're focusing heavy on comics right now, which, again, I'm excited about. So, you yes. know, they introduced a lot of the host, which I know half, a little bit more than half, from other collider shows and uh dc movie news and marvel movie news like uh clark wolf hosted a good uh um, horror podcast that i like so like and i've always liked tiffany smith so you know john barrowman's on there um yeah i mean there was a lot of that was cool like it was a very varied cast of characters for the host that's that first episode is very much like the the telethon, as I'd like to call it, that that three-hour mess that they, made, they released. Um, have you watched the last two days, the second and third episode? Mm-mm. Well, watch those. Those are not like that first one. The first one's like, hey, here's everyone. Yeah. The new one, the second and third episode is like Tiffany Smith, and then she cuts the cuts to that nerdy guy who talks a little bit about something, and then they go Back in like, tomorrow. yeah, and they just talk about stuff, and it's it's not. It's not an open forum like that first like the first episode. No, like, I knew that I knew that it wasn't gonna be like that. It's very cool. So watch Yeah, I like that they just watch. No, I'm saying like introduced all those people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. But they also had done that during that three hour Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch all that. Yeah. That was too much. Right. But that's my point. It's like they did it again, which kind of negated that, which is good. <laughs> and they just kind of made it more of a clean version. So. Yeah. And it's not it's the episodes have been about ten minutes, like I said. Um, in terms of the how it works, I thought I enjoy, I enjoy the layout. Uh, I think it's very well connected to like being able to search for characters. Um, 
And then also, if you say you search Nightwing, it'll give you like all these episodes from different TV shows that you can watch to refer to the character to learn more about them. So it's very well connected. Um, the only thing I don't like about this is the fact that it is not available on the devices that they promised mostly. Um, you get it on PC, you have it on Apple, right? You still you can get it on Apple TV yet? Did you find it? Nope. But that's that could be my Apple TV. It's older. Right, right. So, I mean, if it's on my phone, you suppose you can stream it. it. Right. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see as we talk about Titans. I think they'll roll it out when we get to Titans. That's kind of what I'm hearing. Um, yeah. I just want it on Fire Stick since I purchased one yeah. for this reason alone and the CW app. But um, please, 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 please have it ready by Titans. Yep, I agree. And speaking of Titans, we got another clip, another kind of trailer and clip, but it's uh, Jason Todd and Nightwing's interaction together. What did you yeah. think of that? Um, no Nightwing yet, buddy. But, what do you yeah. mean? The two Robins. The oh well, sorry. Like they showed, <laughs> but it is Nightwing. It's what Dick Grayson? Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure he's Nightwing. He's not Nightwing. He's Robin in the show. So there's he's two Robins. Him. Yeah, exactly. It's there's two Robins. He hasn't become Nightwing yet in the show. He's he's Robin because he's got the Robin costume and the Robin throwing star and all that stuff. Um, and that's that's like the dichotomy where we will. We have these two Robins, and that's. I thought that was a very humorous clip where he's it like, was. Okay. "He lets you drive the Batmobile." Yeah, and this is where we're gonna get this. He will. He will become Nightwing in this show. No. So doubt. what's gonna happen is he'll become Nightwing, and then will the Joker kill Jason Todd? That's yeah. If Does you Joker wanna, show up you, in this show? Does Batman wanna, show up in this show? That's exactly what I'm talking about, and this is and, why. It, this is why. Being like the streaming services, it's so young and people it could open up a world of it could of it could stuff. absolutely open up things because it's like people want to get up all upset about what they saw in pictures and stuff like that. And this is like really the first clip we saw besides the trailer, and this clip was entertaining. So I mean, I I'm excited for this show. I really want to see where they go with it. If they if they mess it up, then they mess it up. But I'm going to give it a chance because I'm really I'm. I'm more excited for it now that they're that they did something like this. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I'm excited for the show. I like the clip, and uh, we'll see where this goes from there. Um, but where we're gonna go is to a commercial break. So we'll be right back. Hi. I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Run, right, Make sure to check us out on Stitcher, 
and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Uh, Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com. Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. And we are back from those succulent commercials. Uh, Let's get into everything else. Uh, first up, our comics category. Uh, we've been waiting for Black Label from DC to come out. And the first comic in this new imprint is here. It's Batman Damned by Brian Azzarello with art by Lee Bergamo. That guy, yep. Sorry, I butchered your name. But I'm, I'm really excited for this comic. I'm really excited for this line. They just, um, actually, they just took White Knight and and they're putting it into this. Yeah, I saw that. Which is cool. Um, kind of post-haste. Uh, but this this comic is going to be very dark uh, with with some supernatural elements in it. Three issues. And I am super pumped to read this. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Yep. Me too. Um, I mean, it's it's Batman and Constantine. And Batman may have killed the Joker. <laughs> like, awesome. What like what else do you need? I mean, like that's bananas. So you and I, are, you and I are big Elseworlds fans. Uh, yeah, kind yeah. Of that that new direction for telling stories outside the continuity. So I'm really excited because I I I love comics that aren't really tied down to all those those rules and whatnot. You can just kind of go wild with the story and you can enjoy it. So. Batman yep. Damned, number one on your at your local comic shop today. Um, little news about the upcoming Ages of Star Wars, uh, the maxi series, twenty four issues from Marvel. It's coming out soon. Uh, we'll get more details at the New York Comic Con panel. New York Comic Con is next month, uh, so look forward to Coming that. Out in like a couple weeks. Yeah, it's like first week of October, right? So yep. it's pumped. Pumped up for that that news, you know. Marvel Marvel is near Comic Con. That's where we get our Marvel news every year. So, look forward to that. Look forward to this new comic series. Uh, it's going to feature different uh, writers. Lee Jody Hauser is attached to this for the first part of it. Yep. Um, it's going to kind of jump through the different ages, from from uh, the, from the Republic to the Rebellion to the Resistance. So it's it's the age of each of those, and it'll tell little stories. Of, um, of characters from, I don't you know, little one-shots within each, I believe it is. So I don't know how they're going to tie that together, but Marvel keeps pumping out these Star Wars comics, man. Good. They should. Mm-hmm. They absolutely should. I'm excited. Yeah. New York City Comic Con is, even though it, it it's kind of bonkers, it's kind of out of control, um, you do get a lot of good comic book news. Between mm-hmm. that and um, Emerald City Comic Con, I feel like those are the two biggest uh comic book news cons um 
So anywho, yeah, cool. All right, next up in TV news, Aaron Paul, Breaking Bad Aaron Paul, uh, will be joining Westworld for season three. Uh, I never finished season two. I need to make that kind of a priority, I guess. Um, you but, got some time. Probably got yeah. a year. Yeah, that's how we kind of treat Game of Thrones, how we haven't even finished the last season yet. So, Oh, my God. <laughs> Just making Well, some... I guess you got even more time, yeah. so yes. But yeah. it's very good. I haven't even started Westworld, honestly. I still got to watch Legion. It's just, and then our new shows start up again, you know? So it's like, what are you supposed to do? I haven't even finished those shows yet. <laughs> yeah, okay. you're still like last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I great. Love, I Aaron love Paul joins the show that we don't watch. What's next? <laughs> um, we got our first teaser trailer. For I, thought we saw, I thought we talked about this last week. Did we? I, think we did. No, yeah. I don't. I don't know, man. All I'm going to say is I don't know if we did because that trailer was creepy. I like. I can't wait for the Chili Adventures of Sabrina. Whether or not we talked about it last week, this trailer just put me into that that spot where I wanted to be for this. So it's creepy. Okay, I looked. No, we we didn't. We talked. We. I think it came out well, that day. We did. We did. Um. Sorry. Yeah. This looks fantastic. And everybody who wants to talk about, this isn't the Melissa Joan Hart version. <laughs> You're right. It's not. Because that hasn't been alive since the 90s. And there's been a Chilling Adventures of Sabrina comic for a while now, which you can go read. Um, which Here's I'm going to go favorite. read before this comic comes out. So, or before this TV show comes out. As we say in every episode, read your comics people, because that's what's going to really give you an insight as to what this world is and what's going on. And I think it looks like The Witch, that movie. I mean, it just looked demonic as hell. You know, the craft is mixed in there. Coven, American Horror Story Coven. Like, there's a lot of references, and I cannot wait. And I think that actress, I liked her. She's on Mad Men, uh, the main actress. So, yeah, can't wait. Looks really good. October 26th, though, honestly, is a freaking deluge. It's Castlevania. It's a new House on Haunted Hill type um, movies coming out that day. Uh, in the theaters, there's some stuff, too. It's like that day, that Friday, is a huge day for horror fans. It's like just nonstop stuff is coming out. So <laughs> that weekend... Probably be sitting in front of the computer, or sorry, the TV, or going into the theater because it's it's a big day. Sabrina's on the top of that list. Love it. Yeah. Be lots of fun. Lots it's of fun that Halloween weekend. Oh yeah, sure. All right, uh, American Gods season two. Uh, it was always a question of what was going to happen. Uh, who was who was Tad? It was Brian Fuller. Was first season. And yeah. then he left. Uh, yeah. So they had some, you know, they had some issues with their showrunner the first season. Apparently, they're having more issues. So this well, show, Neil Gaiman was supposed to be the showrunner yeah. this season too. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but unfortunately, this show that we should be loving and really enjoying. I haven't watched the first season yet. I just wish it didn't have so many issues attached to it. So, unfortunately, that's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, again, can't really say too much because I haven't watched the first season. I love the book. Um, I heard the show was good, so hopefully it finds its footing, but things are pretty shaky right now. 
then finally in TV news, everybody's, everybody's been begging for this live-action Avatar The Last Airbender series. All right. After that awesome movie, quote-unquote awesome sarcasm, um, Netflix is going to be taking the reins this time and I'm sure putting out some pretty quality stuff right there. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll see. I haven't watched the cartoon, so I know that right now people are really, um, digging on the, the dragon prince, which is from the creators of avatar, the last airbender. So, I, it makes sense that they're going to continue at Netflix. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of friends text me about it. And I'm like, oh, I haven't watched the cartoon. But as long as you guys are happy. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Yeah. Happy cool. for now. Happy for now. <laughs> happy for now. Yeah, yep. what happens after it comes out. Um, moving into movie news. Uh, speaking of Netflix, IMAX wants to turn Netflix releases into theatrical events. It's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah, this is um, one of those things where Netflix has kind of been saying for a while that there's no reason that their movie shouldn't be nominated for Emmy or uh, Oscars. Um, so, like, they did do a movie release for Crouching Tiger sequel. They put that in theaters, and then it went to Netflix. And they haven't really done anything like that since then. So... Um, and it was in IMAX. So this makes sense if they want to go and, and be a contender in the Oscars. Though, at this point, the Oscars are going downhill pretty fast. And, you know, they got rid of that. Um, we didn't put it on here, but they decided to get rid of that popular category after the backlash. Like, they're no longer going to do that for the new Oscars. So um, there's... They're, they're, big events on TV are floundering because they're not anymore. So, whatever. I mean, yay for Netflix doing movies and IMAX, though. That I'm about. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, The Charlie's Angels reboot. Uh, It'll be directed by Elizabeth Banks. Uh, Now, this news is kind of confusing to me because... They just cast Patrick Stewart as Bosley, mm-hmm. but apparently also Elizabeth Banks will be playing Bosley. So I don't, I'm not really sure about what that really means. But Patrick Stewart joining anything? Round of applause. That's that's it. Yeah, um, sure. Mul- multiple Bosleys. It says right here. So we'll see how that's treated. Uh, but another reboot. Another reboot. Yeah, and I heard this one's not going to be as fun. Like, it's going to be more serious. Oh, um, people don't like fun? No, they don't like fun. It's just, like, they want to get away from what they did with the other two movies. Yeah. Um, which I actually enjoy. I like those movies. So, yeah, they're fun. They're, that was, they're fun. Mick G. It's like, one of the first times we saw Mick G. Mm. Um, so. And one of the last. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, well, Mc, McG did he did the Babysitter last year, and I I often love that movie. I think that he was did. a really fun he movie. Did. That was his triumphant return. Actually, it was. He's been a producer still on Supernatural since the beginning, mm-hmm. so he's not 
gone away. He's been producing, but that was his first cinematic movie that we've seen in a while. And I think that movie is really fun and fantastic. But anywho, Charlie's Angels, sure. We'll see. Wait, I'll wait for a trailer, and then I can tell you if I'm excited or not. Exactly. Speaking of exciting trailers, um, magical trailers, uh, bring me back to my childhood. I never really thought I wanted to go see this Mary Poppins movie until I watched this trailer, and it reminded me of everything that I loved about the first, the original movie. And it, I don't know. What do you think? Did you watch it? I did. Dick Van Dyke up on a desk dancing. Exactly. <laughs> if that doesn't if that doesn't make you happy, you're a miserable person. So yeah, Angela um, Lansbury is in it, and uh, yeah, Julie Andrews is still alive, right? I think she's still acting. I w- I had that question too. Like I maybe maybe she- they're hiding that one. Yeah, because I think yeah, she's still alive. She's and she has been acting so. I would not be surprised if she's in it and isn't like, no, I guess this is still Mary Poppins. So she'll just have a cameo, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. I think they're hiding that one because Disney has had a relationship with her. They did the Prince's uh, diaries with her. um, And she shows up from time to time, another Disney movie. So, you know, Julie Andrews will, she'll be there. Absolutely. I guarantee it. But yeah, this looks fun. You know, it looks like, like you just said, it, it takes me back to being a kid, and I've always liked Mary Poppins, other than that creepy ass bird song. Um, but you know, I'm I'm excited. Cool, cool. Holiday season. It's mm-hmm. Definitely, it's like take your take your family to the movies right there. That's Can't right. Wait. Speaking of not taking your family <laughs> to the movies, um, parents, do not confuse the Little Mermaid movie that's coming out with a Disney release, please. Um, Actually, I was I was going to watch this trailer. I forgot to. I watched the other ones that are on our list. But did you watch this one? The Little Mermaid? No. Yeah. Um, there's a Little Mermaid horror movie coming out. So check that out, guys. Uh, we'll give you our feedback later on it. Uh, next up, it looks like uh, Neil Purvis and Robert Wade uh, may be on Bond 25 after our little turmoil with Danny Boyle leaving and everything. What's up? Well, I could talk into this one. Yeah. Um, so they have been writing the Bond movie since 1999. The world is not enough. Yeah. And they got kicked off of the newest one because um, Danny Boyle and his longtime writer, John Hodge, were writing it. So now that Danny Boyle's gone, it looks like they're scrapping his script. And they're going back to the original team in order to try to salvage this movie, which is due out in 2020, but at this point has no director, needs a new script. I'm sure it'll get pushed back to 2021. Daniel Craig will be out. We'll get a new person, blah, blah, blah. The um, the last one they wrote was Casino Royale. Is that the last, the more modern Bond movies? Nope. They've literally written all of them since 1999. All of them? Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because... <laughs> It's like they've written them and they've gotten – they just have a varied career because some of the movies are insane and some of them are still good but not as insane. Like Casino Royale, amazing. And then Quantum of Solace is good. Then Skyfall is like the best, you know, in forever. And then Spectre was like meh. So 
I don't know. But yeah, so they've they've been there. Interesting. Yeah, and they should be there. So, um, especially, I mean, yeah, it's, it's bond twenty five is such a big thing. It's mm-hmm. like why why would you like not give them? Please let them go on a high note. Yeah, why would you not give them the opportunity to write that movie? I did, it's kind of weird. Um, well, speaking, the Oscars. Speaking of weird, um, Brian Singer, <laughs> he's back. He's back. He's coming back again after being kicked off all the movies that he was on. Um, there's a rumor that he will be helming the Red Sonia movie. I don't know what to say about this. Um, obviously, I think Brian Singer is a capable director in whatever it is he does, but with the political landscape, how it is, and it being so soon after his scandal, I don't really think that this is a good idea. You know what I mean? I definitely think that people deserve time to, uh, like James Gunn, to realize what they did and uh, better themselves, though. He didn't do that, just like Kevin Spacey. He didn't, like, come out and say, I did this and I apologize and blah, blah, blah. So, uh I don't, I don't know how I feel about this news. Um, I do like Red Sonia. I like the character, but I have a really hard time thinking uh, Gail Simone, who's been working on Red Sonia for a long time now, is probably happy about this, you know? So I, I, I don't know. I don't really want to get too much into it because it goes to more political places. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, don't get your hopes up for you Brian Singer fans out there. <laughs> Last movie news, The Apostle. Uh, coming to Netflix, a trailer was, was released. Uh, you want to talk a little, little bit about this? I love that trailer. Uh, Gareth, Gareth Evans, right? Yeah, I've been tracking this movie for a while because he... So he's the director of the Raid movies. He was attached to, I want to say, Godzilla's sequel, and then it... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe because it was Gareth Edwards and Gareth Evans, and I always get them mixed up. He was attached to something and didn't do it, but he he made this little movie with Dan Stevens from The Guest in in Legion. Um, Dan Stevens is the guest. Dan Stevens is the guest. I gotta watch that movie. Yeah, we were pretty drunk when we watched it. Um, I (laughs) I love that movie. We watched it at your house. I made you watch it again. Anywho, so you should watch it again under sober eyes because I love that movie so much. This movie is creepy looking, cultish, uh, really weird period piece. But I want to refer everybody, if you want, don't watch The Raid as an inspiration for this movie. Watch his segment in VHS 2, which is a cult. (laughs) It's one of the most messed up things ever, and I absolutely love it. And if this fits that vibe, and I kind of think it does, I think we're in for a real good time. Um, Also on Netflix, if you haven't watched The Ritual, which this has a little bit hearkening to that too, which is a good creepy-ass monster flick, um, I think this will be good. And I think this is the same thing. It might be out on (laughs) 26 i don't know it's it's soon i know it's a in that time period so yeah can't wait to watch this movie trailer was good yeah really exciting october ahead of us oh yeah we do 
All right, next in gaming news, uh, it was announced that Nintendo Switch will be getting ports of a few Final Fantasy games, ranging from Final Fantasy 7, 9, 10, 10 or X2, or whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, and 12, along with the Pocket Edition of 15. So it's cool. It's cool because Final Fantasy started in Nintendo really kind of shifted over to Sony on PlayStation for a very long time, PC and whatever you want to play it on, but mostly Sony. Uh, and now it's, you know, it's cool that, you know, Nintendo lovers and users will be getting versions of these games. So um, especially the, these very popular versions of the games. So good news for you. Final fantasy fans out there who don't already own a PlayStation. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be honest with you. My friend texted me all excited about this. He has a Switch. I don't care. I don't understand why people get excited for these ports. Like, emulators exist out there. Like, the Raspberry Pi exists out there for far cheaper than a Switch. Like, just pick it up. Play it. Like, it's not like you can't do it. The only difference is the portability that the Switch... I just like it, it means this news means less than nothing to me because you could have been playing these games forever. Most people who are real gamers have all your old systems anyway. Yeah, you want to talk about portability? I've had it on my PS Vita, all every Final Fantasy game. So yeah, I just I mean, don't get it. Fine, I mean it's fine, and I get it because I get it because I want. I've always I've owned every Final Fantasy game and I played them all. So it's like, as as somebody, if if say I didn't have a PSP or PS Vita, whatever, or or Sony, whatever, my the better system. Um, yeah, I think it would be cool to have this portability to, if you're not already ahead of the game by ten years. So, all right, uh, little Star Wars. We got uh, Solo. Solo hits uh, digital release this week. Uh, you and I. Of course, picked it up, and we've been plowing through the extras. And what do you think? I really enjoyed the documentaries. Yeah, it's good. Um, I was hoping that they would do this. It's about an hour and a half worth of extras, plus maybe 15 minutes worth of deleted scenes or something like that. So altogether, you're getting about two hours or more of extras. And um, it's good, because they did it with The Last Jedi, too, where they gave you a meaty bunch of extras, and that's something that's really been lacking from all the Marvel releases. So it's good that Star Wars consistently has been doing this. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm glad. You know, not really... I don't think there was any real talk about Lord and Miller. I think they kind of strayed away from all that, but... Yeah, I mean, it's... I didn't think they would... You see their names in the credits, and that's all they get. That's pretty much it, yeah. That's all they probably really deserve since Ron Howard reshot the entire movie. Um, And it's great because um, I really enjoyed the beginning of those extras where they all sat down and talked about the movie. Uh, I thought that was a really good part. And then when they really delve into, like, the scenes, uh, they do a really great job, that that train scene. And just how um, everybody really wanted to base this movie around a Western and give those Western vibes. I it was cool to hear them explain how they wanted to do that through these different, like a train heist. And now it's a space train heist, you know? So very, very cool. Uh, so guys pick that up. It's a great movie. 
you haven't seen it and you're a Star Wars fan, I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, speaking of things that... <laughs> speaking of Star Wars movies, uh, they just did the comic ad- adaptation for The Last Jedi. And as with a lot of things like the books and the comics, they can kind of flesh things out more. So they gave Luke kind of a thought thought bubble thought process at the end of the, at the end of the comic where he dies. Um, and they, and they have him kind of think the following and it says, and so it ends as it began by the light of two suns before stepping into a larger world. So just kind of giving a little more, I don't want to say back backstory, but it's just referencing, you know, like what he, that binary sun part in a new hope where he stands and he looks out and then he goes on his adventure and then here is passing. So, uh, cool. Sure. (laughs) We'll see if it has anything to do with episode nine. (laughs) Yeah, it does. not (laughs) So yeah. Okay, great. Uh, and Finally, Star Wars news. Uh, SNL has been gone for way too long in our current political environment, so I can't wait for that to return so we can have some more laughs at our awesome, awesome times we're having over here in the United States. But uh, (laughs) Adam Driver is returning to host the premiere episode, and we all are hoping for the return of Matt, the radar tech. I Okay, that's cool. For some reason, I thought Lady Gaga was hosting the premiere. No, him and Kanye. Oh, interesting. Okay. That would, yeah, she, you know, she'll probably be one of the first because she'll host and musical, you know, which is always fun when you have when that happens. Oh, it was like speculation. Sorry. I mean, it would make sense with that movie being out, but. Yeah. Okay, cool. Matt the Radar Tech. He's hilarious. That would be funny. I I would like to see that return. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be be pretty hilarious. Cool. What time is it, man? It's time for Talalay Talk. You mean the pursuit of plastic? It's time for Pursuit of Plastic. Not too much news on the uh, the toy front this week, uh, but kicking it off, DC Universe launched this week along with their exclusive uh, items in their shop. So if you are a member, uh, you can actually purchase these new Justice League Unlimited figures uh, based on the cartoon series. Uh, DC Collectibles has been doing uh, re, re remastered versions, I guess, more or less, of the Batman the Animated Series figures. They did a Superman two-pack with him and Lois. Uh, so those toys were... I love the design of those toys. I thought those were cool toys back when I was a kid. I didn't really collect those, uh, but I've collected a few of these newer ones, uh, so... But DC Universe gives you the opportunity to purchase these exclusively, uh, so the entire set is now available. Yeah, I, we didn't talk about that when we talked about the streaming service, but 
that was cool too. The shop, um, they had some real cool t-shirts in there. I don't know what the shipping is like for any of these things. I go through and order everything, but the exclusive stuff that they have in there, other than iPhone cases being $35, I was like, what the F is that? But everything else was reasonably priced. iPhone cases have always been expensive. I know, but geez. When you buy them in that kind of format, like formally buy them, you know, in those kind of shops, they're always extremely expensive. That's why oh, it's, it's weird, right? It's it just super like, weird. It's how they make their money. I mean, whatever. Yeah. This is like a two cent piece of plastic from China. 35 bucks. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. All right. Anyway. Uh, we also, you know, along with the the movie trailer hitting for Captain Marvel, uh, there was a tease or a kind of a leak. I would call it more of the the movie figures that will be based around the um, uh, around Captain Marvel uh, from from Hasbro and their Marvel Legends line. So we got to look at Carol Danvers. We got to look at Samuel Jackson. Um, I think it's Marvel and his his star. Star Warriors <laughs> outfit. I forget what they're called. Star Force, I guess. Um, and, a co- and and some other ones. So, I mean, you know, as, as usual, Hasbro's just shoving uh, Marvel Legends down our collective throats. But um, they're doing a pretty good job at it. And I read something the other day. Uh, it was kind of a um, an opinion, opinion post in the Mezco groups. Uh, now, Mezco has been kind of pushing out these figures as well. And people kind of have this problem with that. They're not changing very much from the beginning, from when we see them previewed to the end. So, and people are complaining about the quality and the, and the articulation and stuff like that is it's kind of going downhill. Um, and then they kind of do bring up a good point. I mean, it's like, if you're paying that much for a figure and the articulation and stuff like that, it should be far superior to what, say what hasbro is doing and it's 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 getting kind of like yes it's better quality but you're not really getting at this 20 point at this 20 dollar point now you're getting some pretty quality collectibles uh i actually just found multiple man which i've been looking for uh two two head sculpts two extra heads you know they're just uh they've what I guess what I'm saying is we give them a lot of shit sometimes, but Hasbro has been listening to fans and actually increasing the value of uh, the the value of their collectible. I would say correct. Yeah. Um, I actually and I also just found you an awesome birthday present too. So look forward to that. One thing that I like about it is with Marvel Legends is um, you can't really scalp them because none of them are really that rare. Like you can pretty much find them right? Um, for the most part. There's certain figures that are not as easy, but for the most part, you're going to be able to find them on the shelves. So um, yeah, it's inevitable that they're going to do Captain Marvel uh, as well. They should. So, you know, cool. Great. Can't wait. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting. I love, I love these new, um, the ten-year figures that they just put out—they just did a big release, either like two packs or the single packs, just kind of paying uh, tribute to all the all the different stages of these heroes. And you know, those those are awesome. Uh, so, you know, for you guys that want to like collect them all, 
at a much lower price point, you know, Hasbro's really stepped up. Um, and, you know, like Casey just said, it's they're a lot easier to find uh, now. I think that, you know, mass-produced toys like this, it's it's a good point to say that because, um, like, Black Series, which Hasbro also has for Star Wars, um, they're releasing these, these uh, figures from, like, X-Wing Luke, to Boba Fett to the other, you know, IG eighty eight Bosk, yeah. this new this new remastered wave. Basically, it's like, yeah, they're re- better re releases of the characters and they're improved figures, but it does help the collector who want missed out to get their hands on these. So, I mean, the popular characters. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to pay eBay prices. You know, you shouldn't be paying those kind of prices for these kind of figures to begin with. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And as much trash that i talk on on the facebook site sometimes it's just fun but that's that's my point it's like <laughs> it's like don't act like these are collectibles they're not so nope. these are toys these are they're fun collectible toys so don't take it too seriously just have fun with it that's it last sure. up we've been waiting for this fall the next fall announce, the next exclusive uh, fall figure from Mesco. It ha- I I can't find any news on it. There was a Twitch, another Twitch thing last night that everybody keeps uh, kind of criticizing. You know what? I, I I don't care as long as it's it's an entertaining thing. I I just I don't think it's released yet. But keep your eyes out. Um, I'm sure it will sell out within 30 minutes, just like that Doctor Strange did last week. Whether it's a Living Dead doll. Or the next Mesco 112. Who knows? We still have a, a couple weeks until Comic Con, so keep your eyes peeled. I bet you anything. Well, two things. Definitely another Living Dead doll. Um, that I'm pretty much confirming. Only reason why is because uh, Screen Factory is doing a new release of Trick or Treat. Like, with tons of extras and actually if you order it um online you can uh get the same like it's cheaper than amazon right now so if you go to screen factory you can get that trick-or-treat release for the same price as you would from amazon so i believe and you can get it early then you can get it two weeks early if you order it from there always so if you're gonna do it actually order it now um it's 24.93 i've just looked and it's packed with extras it's got a new uh cover which is badass and i really would not be surprised if they are going to do something around that i also think that they're gonna the exclusive figure for 112 will be the Halloween that's now the 40th anniversary version, because all they have to do is really change a couple things. And it is what it is. That'd be interesting to see that would give, yeah, because that would give people the opportunity to get that figure. Cause I don't think it's readily available anymore. Uh, I think that's one of the ones that are definitely sold out at most sites. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. Um, I don't know where that tease for that death stroke is going that i mean maybe that's a figure they'll be previewing for future uh but i don't know why they would show that comic in that first twitch tv thing so it's very uh it's very cryptic but you know as with mezco let's see what happens so yep all right okay so where can you find us 
You can find us at don'tforgettotell.com, the only place to travel geekly, your daily source of news, reviews, interviews, and more. Um, we also are on social media at DFA Towel, all over the place, Instagram, Twitter. What's the other one? Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> you can find us all over there as well. So, um, Twitch yeah. TV. <laughs> We're not on Twitch TV, so don't even say it. Um, but we do want to say, guys, thanks a lot for stopping by, downloading, being a part of this geeky world that we've created for the last six years, and uh, we appreciate everyone's support for that. Absolutely, absolutely. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>